10 years, three boys, one question, are we friends? Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary, over a many quaint and forgotten, curious volume of forgotten lore on whether we were friends forevermore. Welcome to Are We Friends? I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. And this is the show where three boys who've known each other for 10 years go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This week, we are joined by a special guest who's going to talk to us about Zoom's privacy policy. Mark. Uh, <laughs> 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 I, I actually would like, so it, it is our, our friend Chris, who you've heard us mention many, many times, I would say. Many times. Uh, too, too much, frankly. So, too, too so much. Chris, would you like to tell us on this podcast, and I want to remind everyone that Chris is one of my best friends in the world. How many, how many, how many episodes have you listened to? How many it's got to be up to upwards of 80, 89, 90. Cool. Nope. How do we end every episode? Tell me, tell me anything about how we end an episode. Three, two, one. <laughs> Mark, that's that's gotta that's, be. Here we go. That was such a precisely, full, precisely wrong answer. You do a full circle thing, right? That's how I've I've understood. It's about like the the eternity of friendship and and and. Sure, I, sure. Brotherly I, I, love. I, Chris, uh, the spinning your wheels thing might work in a corporate setting, but this is the real world. This is podcasting. So, yeah, so, uh, so we're big, just gonna move right along here. Chris is big corporate shit, so he doesn't usually have time for his little folk. But uh, he happened to hop into our video call while we were about to record so he's in it now they just post the link anywhere guys if you just, if you just <laughs> post especially when i bla- when i blast it out on my blog guys it's going to be a new paradigm oh, a new era blog, i would love to read your blog Chris. so brian what are we talking about today we're we're talking about uh writing we were talking about writing again. This and is can, part can, two, I suppose. Can I say, I don't really think this counts as your episode. We literally just did a writing competition. And so Brian was just piggybacking off of another thing we were doing. Yes. Well, this is the end of the month. And we were, we were having some uh, uh, guest uh, coordination issues. We were running out of uh, the timing was not getting what was not going well. So we were like, we'll do a, your episode here, Brian. And then we'll do another guest episode at the beginning. But Chris managed to keep us relatively consistent. Yeah, and the the timing was fine. God laid this at your lap. He did. He laid you right (laughs) on my dick, dude. Our humble friend Chris. I would say the the timing for the other thing we had planned was fine. It's that we got several full pages of YouTube links as homework (laughs) from a guest. Yeah. The most the most homework I've ever been given. Let alone by a guest. Something because I've I've given them a book before. (laughs) Yes. So, Chris, what is writing? What is writing? That what was is the question. Writing so? from, from the Latin hueros. <laughs> that would be egg. It's, it's egg. <laughs> that would be egg in Spanish. Of course, because it's about the genesis of a thought. Exactly. About... Wow, dude, he's, coming, he's, he's yeah. rolling quick. I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot and spicy, guys. Um, no, I, so, but I... Sorry, do you, was that an actual question? Because oh, I'll, I'll, well, I'll go on a philosophical. Thing. Oh, you want to go? Let's let's see. Let's see what you got. Chris. Why are you threatening him with this? I think I think writing is the manifestation of thought. It's 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 mm-hmm. it's the 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 uh, one of the first steps in language, I think, and it's the way that we that we uh, that we reify sort of like the abstract things, and it's a process by which we we communicate them and, and lay them down. Okay, as, as Shakespeare would say. 
So that's, oh I mean, I feel like that's literally writing, but so for example, as we all know, I am, I am a genre horror writer and that is all I do. And my thoughts are not at anywhere near what I, what I'm writing down there. Mm. Really? Normally I'm thinking about what my next meal is or how I'm going to drink booze the fastest. No, I, I'm I mean, always I, just, I'm always just thinking about what I'm doing with my hands. That's really just like, I, I but I can't write that because it would. I'd be committed and be like, am I doing this right? Am I walking right? Hold on. Was that dumb? I shouldn't have finger gunned. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think finger guns always a pretty solid. <laughs> I was going to say you're, you're say you're in good company here. If you believe finger guns are a potential thing to do to people. Also, Woody Allen made a multi-decade career out of purely that yeah. level of neurosis. <laughs> the oh, finger yeah. thing you mean? The, the finger. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh, wow. Topical. 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 So topical. Ooh. So topical. He comes in with those, those, those fire flames all the time. That's, that's me, and I'm Jorge. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> last time we talked about writing, we had talked about Stephen King's book on writing uh, mm-hmm. as something that we had all read together and kind of talked about our process, what we've written in the past, and what ways we've written. So, Chris, like, what, when you write, is it mainly theater? Is it mainly like essays? Like what, tell us about your experience with writing. Yeah. Um, um, so I was trained as a playwright and, and so, so the, the, the vast majority of, of whatever I do put out there does take a dramatic form. Um, okay. um, it, it really is about sort of what I'm writing for. If I'm writing for me, it's usually dramatic. If I'm the, 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 the bulk of sort of what I do is typically academic as, as part of, the, the degrees that I'm going through um, but I have yet to be published for any of that stuff um, um, yeah, well, so no I, by, by training a playwright um, my, my favorite things to write are, are uh, uh, scenes and dialogues um, um, that they don't necessarily need to take a, a like a dramatic they can be expository but that's sort of the format that I've fallen into partly partly because I started as a as an actor really really loved acting mm-hmm. did not get cast so I decided well <laughs> I'm going to do the, the, the other side of it, which is, which is write things that I wish I could get cast saying. Right. So I mean, and that, that brings up kind of an interesting question for me. Uh, so both, Chris, you and Taylor have a lot of experience writing academic things, right? Um, you're, you're still in, in school, and, and Taylor just finished getting his, his master's a little while back, uh, mainly in reading books, I think it was. Uh, so <laughs> how would you consider... The, the history ac- and art of reading books, though. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, more Reading words, but sure. Old books, yeah. Okay. Uh, so how how would you how would you differ that like academic writing versus uh, some of the other types of writing that you do? I, I think it's about goal mostly, um, um, and even then within academic writing, there's there's a lot of different. Uh, you can be doing something that's persuasive or expository or, or something that's just a a um, um, an analysis of a particular topic. But I, I mean. At, at the end of the day, I actually don't think in terms of the of of the 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 craft and the the singular experience of writing. There is a massive difference because um, um, I would like, at the end of the day, sort of the 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 pursuit of learning to be at the core of of all of my output, creative or or academic or otherwise. And any good academic writing, I think. Um, um, has an element of, of creativity. Any good theory has a, has a fairly creative yeah. element to it. I would um, absolutely agree. Um, this is the best, the best academic writing that I've ever read is where there's queer, clearly a, like a joy behind it. Like this is the, the triumphant, like I get to put this out here. I, this is something I figured out. There was a gap in conversation. There was something, and this needs 
for whatever reason to be said. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, there's, there's, there's a, there's, there's a part of it that is, is um, about sharing personal journeys in any good theory. Um, and if it's, if it's a journey that's shared by a lot of people, then you have uh, typically a good theory, mm-hmm. um, or it's something that's that's backed up by by fact. But I mean, that's it's not to say though, like there's there's plenty of of academic writing that is really really good for its field um like there's a lot of really really good sociology that is is dry near, nearly unreadable god damn dry. <laughs> <laughs> holy christ but do, does I, it mean does it mean that it's like at its core bad writing uh, it's, it's doing a very very different thing uh, no I think Steve- it just means at its core that sociologists don't want other people to become sociologists because they're certainly <laughs> not advertising the product well there was a really that i mean that is there, so one of the best um writers who i think bridges uh, creative and academic worlds bell hooks um, um for sure we talked about her last time yeah she's 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 actually laughed a little bit already. <laughs> i i laughed because he says we talked about her last time but it was actually that i was giving her pretty inappropriate flack for 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 lowercasing her name Uh-oh. <laughs> i uh you know i i i pick little things and i i can't i can't help it i know i know why she lowercases it but uh I don't know. I don't know why I picked these these hills to stand on, but I, I gotta I, I gotta be true to myself. Stand on. Why not? If you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna bully anyone, why not bell hooks? <laughs> oh, <or>? <laughs> <laughs> that and there we like go, guys. We have, first, we have our first T-shirt. It'll be available on r we fencecom <laughs> Yeah, I so have Brian a, adds. This is where you add the beep over like the, the last thirty seconds or so. <laughs> I was going to say the last minute and a half oh. just going into no, the fucking no, <laughs> we, no, we, build, <laughs> we build our coffins here, and we we I appreciated Jorge using hill to stand on instead of hill to die on because he wanted. <laughs> I'm, to I'm not going to die. Right, and he's not going to die. <laughs> I will never die, dude. Uh, yeah, I have a long sorted history on this podcast of coming after celebrities matching bell hooks of going after bell hooks no, just, uh, literally anybody that you've heard of i usually pick a thing that is incorrect to come after them on. and then go yeah goes ham on uh yeah. perfect example is the james Corden <laughs> yeah we had for a few episodes my 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 james Corden thing was that i was upset that he didn't do things that he definitely did so what, what like what, i need an example well, well, I, Jorge, I, have some, I have some thoughts about James Hooks. I mean, James, 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 Gordon, James and Bell Let's talk about James said. Hooks. Is that, is that like... Is that, is, that, is that Captain Hooks' first name? <laughs> wait, is that Captain Hooks' first name? It, wait. James, I mean... Okay, you keep talking. Uh, yeah, you, somebody keep this. talking and the rest... Of them will, what, somebody no. keep talking. For those That's, of you guys who didn't listen before, uh, the James Corden thing was in the Cats episode... Jorge stopped what we were talking oh about. God. You know what? I just don't like James Corden. We go, why, Jorge? And he says, well, it's just like he's now he's got a talk show and he's making himself a place where he can sing all these songs and yeah. shit. Like he always wanted to be a theater kid or something and he didn't earn it. He didn't do any theater before this. And like, <laughs> the flood of responses that we got, like, he has a Tony, you asshole. <laughs> he happens to be a talk show host now. <laughs> oh, no, we were... We were wrong about that. You but then we decided be- that he's smug. So, yeah. No, I mean, well, my you- thing is that he clearly murders people. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind. I, you know, I have more thoughts, but I've really, I've been putting my box on that, on that subject. So I, I do just want to know to put a little button on our other discussion that, uh, Captain Hook's name is Captain James Hook. James so Hook. So you were correct. I'm but you said, correct. But you said James Hook's plural. So while oh, whatever, that yeah, was a speech sound- impediment, Jorge. So uh, you don't have a speech. It's impediment. a lisp. Fucking get over it. 
I know you have one. It only happens when he's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All of a sudden, all of the words he starts saying weren't from his own mind. That's what his speech pattern is. He has uh, factual who's speaking aphasia. right now. Yeah, factual aphasia. Whenever it's not factual. true, whatever he's saying, he's saying something wrong. <laughs> okay, so Brian, you brought up right. So this is now our part two on writing. Yes, we haven't done too many part twos, so there must have been some pretty good reason for you to do writing again. So the main reason, um, the main reason was because a lot of the stuff we talked about in the first one, like you were mentioning, we talked about process and all these things and that stuff was kind of theoretical like we hadn't my we had some of us had written some semi recently and others not for a while this one is a good example of like we can talk about practical things here because we all didn't pay each other money because we ended up writing enough words to keep us safe from each other um, okay, so, so we you, you want to talk about what, some more what, content stuff. Yeah, what Brian's referring to is the way that our little writing group, me, Brian, and Jorge, works right now is there is a word limit and a penalty dollar amount that you have to pay if you do not reach the word limit. So uh, last week, it, yeah. it was 2,000 words, or you pay $20. This week, it's 3,000 words, and we'll pay $30 if we don't make it. Yeah, because I was about to say the amount of people who have not paid me money for my writing. It's quite is, is, is astronomical. So, so I fit in perfectly. Yeah, you're, you're sitting over there being like, these guys aren't special. I don't get paid every yeah. day. I've, I've met everyone I meet does not pay me for Won't my writing. Some of them that I ask to pay me for my writing. Uh, but I, I think I get what you're saying, Brian. So I, yeah. I could, unless you have any questions, I, I, could, I could open up with some thoughts. Go ahead. Go ahead. So one of, one of the things I've been struggling with, initially when I started writing, you know, a lot of my influences come from old school horror writers like H.P. Lovecraft, in which, remember, he's racist. Let's not forget that from our H.P. Lovecraft episode. Correct. Uh, but they, they don't have a lot of dialogue. They talk a lot about the stuff that's happening. You know, I'm going to be a horror guy, so I like, to, I like to describe monsters and shit, and mm-hmm. I don't like to spend too much time with people talking. So there was a time period where I was only writing mostly exposition and like the descriptions of things that are happening. Uh, and then I moved into like, well, I'm not doing enough dialogue. Let me do a lot more dialogue. And now I'm moving back into like, well, now I'm doing too much dialogue because I'm trying to overcompensate <laughs> for avoiding that thing that I like to do. So we're, how do you all feel about, do you, do you actually have to think at all about having a, a mix of dialogue and, and description? Or, in or is the, it natural for you? In the, the editing process, um, yeah. Because, um, um, I mean, you're, 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 hey, uh, hey, Chris. Chris, yeah, yeah. I hate to cut you off. I just want to. I want to. I know you're new. I know you're new. Here. Oh, you have a round, you have a round robin yeah. thing that you, you guys have to. Do, huh? No, 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 no. You no, have to. You have all. to look at the microphone when you're speaking. Yeah, for sure. Talk into the mic. Though. Or you're that's, not that would talking be nice. into the microphone. Oh, and, and you, now if you, you want to, if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do the editing process. Oh, I'm gonna. gonna oh, oh, no, this is all going in. This is the, all. Directly. This is all staying in. If you think this isn't getting directly streamed out to people, you're wrong. I want everybody to hear what you're doing right now. Just like to bring up the fact that our guest. Chris has been a performer, both musical and theatrical is, for years, yeah. and his inability to use a microphone to me is frankly shocking. It's, <laughs> it is almost astonishing. Like, I am astonished when I watch his head turn 90 degrees to the left <laughs> and the words just keep spewing out. <laughs> Again, I would say the, the amount of people who have not paid me to perform <laughs> You've performed. Trump's, Trump's any any number of episodes that you guys can do. So I've, my my habits are deeply ingrained from not being a professional. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, so you're, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. You were say, you were talking about the 
the the balance it, between dialogue and description in the editing process as opposed to thinking about it when you're writing. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think um, I, I try to keep as few limits to the the generative process as possible. Um, okay. um, um, and the way that I used to do that was to to uh, get home with a bottle of of I found Camus um, cognac. Excellent. <laughs> Drink a half a bottle of cognac okay. before I do anything. <laughs> Same page. And then and then just go until yes. until the bottle's finished and just write. Yep. Um and 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 it was not a good process. It's a it's a terrible process. I loved how I was about to I was about to say something. It's a it's a terrible process because you, you go back and eighty percent is gobbledygook. Maybe you have twenty percent of like a little golden nugget. Um, but, but, but it's also like, you can't sustain that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, Hemingway died pretty young. <laughs> um, he's pretty famous though. Pretty famous yeah, though. True. Also got- didn't write drunk. That's a false <laughs> anecdote. Really? Yeah. Uh, so he famously had his writing time and his party time and he would make fun of Faulkner <laughs> for drinking while writing and he would like open up Faulkner and go like, Oh no, I can see right here when the sentence got 52 pages long, when he started to fucking drink. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. When his second or third drink hit, like he hated it. He was very much like, no, I'm going to sit with my kitties and write, and then I'm going to go fucking party in Europe or whatever. So he, he's a, he's a loafer, like, like in our how to be idol episode. Well, he's a loafer. <laughs> Do they both have Nobel prizes? Uh, more prizes I know, than us. I know that Faulkner does. <laughs> it's pretty noble as far as I'm concerned. I know that oh. Faulkner does. I don't who's, know if Hemingway does. Who's doing oh, the Googling on that one? Because that seems mm. the guy has. Okay. Yeah, who knows how to spell noble? Uh, that goes against my whole. That goes against my whole. The Nobel Prize? The Nobel Prize. The Nobel Prize. The Nobel Prize. By no, which, of course, won, which, of course, uh, Faulkner, we mean. Oh, sorry. Faulkner won it in 49. And then let me see about. That's important who won it first because, you know, that one sounds better. Obviously, Hemingway won it in '54. They both got it. Okay, cool. So they both have it. But Faulkner got it. Faulkner got it first, though, and that's what the drinking and writing for is getting out. You're writing faster. Faulkner's also older than Hemingway. Just saying. You know, Um, look, facts don't care about your feelings. So (laughs) Ernest Hemingway was reading a dead drunk William Faulkner and going that that fucking lush that that loser. We got to the, <laughs> God, you can tell immediately when he's fucking drunk, the loser skunk. <laughs> that, what, what? No, one said, no one said you had to be a nice person to be a good writer. That's, and you were saying he's sitting with his kids doing that. Going, no, I'm saying wow. he's sitting with his kitties. You know, like with kitties. whiskers. Kitties. Whiskers. I said kitty porn. Uh, <laughs> what? I'm sorry, Horace? Oh, uh, we said it before. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, it's almost yeah, so a hat at this point. I, w- I think that's uh, that is a good topic to bring up because I I certainly I have kitty porn mo- no not kitty porn <laughs> oh okay kitty kitty porn kitty. Uh, I have I most of my writing I've done at least a little drunk you know not like last but I I sure. when I have gotten very drunk you see it fall apart right away mm-hmm. I a couple of drinks I think make it come out a little looser I know it's not sustainable but I'm a young amateur writer I got I got nothing but time and blood on my hands. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I think I think any process. I mean, I mean, um, um, Jesus. Who's the guy who did uh, uh, "We Are the Hollow Men"? J- uh, Taylor Drill. Ta- yeah, no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Even this is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. This is the way the world ends. Not with a bang, not with but a, bang, a whimper. With a whimper. Uh, yeah. T. S. Eliot. T. S. Eliot. 
Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. T.S. Eliot wrote a whole shitload of essays about a uh, purely writing process, and and one of the ones that I cannot remember the name of is is uh, I mean the most one of his his main pieces though the entire thing is writing is just a process of getting out of your own way. It, stand on the shoulders oh. of greats and get the hell out of your own way because your thought is not going to be original. We're not wired to have original thought, and your thought's right. not going to be as good as the people behind you. So just filter <laughs> filter the thing. <laughs> Yeah, and this is this is especially for what, any any writers out there. I so I, I've experimented a lot with the process and trying to do fancier stuff like always being drunk for writing or like trying to write on a typewriter first and then keyboard second. But the thing is that I wasn't getting any writing done. Yeah, because I was drunk. always like trying to get the, the process. The process needed to be correct, and if it's not correct, I'm not writing. So, I, it, bottom line, I'm being a big fucking baby, and I'm not writing, and so I'm not a writer. Like that's all it comes down to, <laughs> that, you know. I that's I think like ditching all of that and like just being like you just write every day, you just keep writing more and more well, and more. See now, I, Jorge, I think what you were just talking about is like discovering your process because you'll hear about how other people write and like, well, I know that they were good writers, so I'm going to give this a try, and you'll find what works and you find what doesn't. Because I know I tried to do that for years. I would like rack my brain and every word or sentence had to be possible, like perfect on the first try out and then I'll edit it later and it'll be even better. And I, one of the best pieces of advice I ever heard is like, cool, uh, people write terrible essays when they try to write great, great essays, write a good essay and it might be all right. You yeah. know, it's, um, so for me, my, my process has certainly become like, gotta be dead ass sober. I want a cup of coffee with plenty of coffee that I don't have to keep making somewhere, not next to me. <laughs> And I'm gonna have some sort of some source of nicotine, and it's gonna be um, no music, no nothing. It's just gonna be me in front of a computer, and like that's the way I write. Like it's sometimes it's gonna happen at eleven in the morning, and sometimes like cool, five o'clock happened. I'm feeling stressed, and uh, now this is the time, and I'm gonna do it for eight hours straight. Like that's yeah, that, just become my process. I, I think that's a that's a completely fair one. And I'm I'm trying to move towards just like anything can like I can be doing whatever it takes as long as I'm writing. How Brian and Chris, how do you, how, what kind of process do y'all have? When, what kind of process do you like to have when you're writing? Thanks for telling for both it. of us at the same time. Um, but <laughs> well, whoever starts dinner, talking dinner, first dinner, gets go, to go. Dinner, dinner, go, quick, go, 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 go. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> no, I not have, um. I tried to. So um, I was going to say um forty more times now that you <laughs> brought it up. I almost just said it. Yeah, I could hear it. I could the hear thing, it. Um, fuck, on the thing. Fuck. On the, the tip thing of that your I tongue. Do, is it's just mental deficiency. That's the thing all that I do. Oh, <laughs> mother of God. It's called performance aphasia. The thing that I do <laughs> is sit down. I do a lot of the just sitting down and trying to write. I don't, I turn off all of my online thing. I make sure I don't have any distractions in that regard. And I just have to, it takes me a little bit just to settle in and be like, cool, now I'm in the groove of writing. Um, but I also have the other mode which is this is due tomorrow mode, which in college was my class is at 1130. Cool. It's 1130 PM the night before. You have 3000 more words to write. And it would just be on my bed, half the lights out, half of them not. And then trying to fit, like basically doing the editing process while I was writing. So which had its benefits and its detractions, but that sort of like on the fly full process is one that has unfortunately stuck with me for, for better or worse. Procrastination is, is a big thing for everybody. I think absolutely it's one to get over. Well, I think not, so. not Chris as much. I feel like 
Yeah, and, and he's, I, he's pretty on the nose about working all the time. But I try to be pretty proactive. I try to yeah. be pretty proactive. No, uh, we talked about it in our last one too. I used to be a bad procrastinator, and that was something that I was broken of. End of undergrad and grad school, mm-hmm. very much. Well, Chris, what like, about you? Uh, Even if you so, start right at the beginning, it's always last minute for your for your shit when you were doing your masters, right, Taylor? It's always like you had you had to start now, or it's all no, 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 no. It would no. My my thing was. I would balk at people who try to turn things in early. Cause yeah, I would always like have a product well ahead of time, but like, what the fuck do you, do you think this is perfect the way it is right now? How dare you turn it in without taking every, a bit of your available time? Like, no, no, no. Don't finish your draft that you need to click submit on at 1159. Finish Mm -hmm. that shit a week ahead of time and spend the rest week, the the next week worrying about how you're going to make this better and keep editing and editing and editing and editing and then turn it in at 1159. Exactly. Which makes more sense when it's not undergrad, I think. Because in in undergrad, I'm like, I, I paid you. This degree don't really mean that much. Like, I just need, Wait, to, I need to get a job, dude. Like, I, I need the grades. Like, that's all that mattered to me. And I think it is appropriate reaction to undergrad. I mean, so. I, I, yeah, no, grad, grad school for for better or for worse kicks you of the uh the um wait until the last minute thing mm-hmm. pretty quick because the first time you get the Oh, this is 500 pages of reading before I do the assignment. Yeah, yep. that's and you go. Oh, there's no, there's just no possibility. I have to go right now, and I have to figure out how to 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 parse this and how to how to schedule this and manage this. Because mm-hmm. other, otherwise, oh uh, yeah, that, that's exactly the point, right? <laughs> otherwise, and that happens a lot. Otherwise, people go, oh no, I can't do that. I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah, um, we we lost someone in our cohort after the first semester. Of course. Yeah. I'm surprised it took that long because I mean, I one yeah, of the best say. classes I took was a class on copy editing. And right off the bat, he was just like, dude, this, this shit is, is hard and it's a lot of work and it kind of sucks. And like, if he, he really laid it out, like, if you don't like doing, and then he described, you know, reading this much work, doing all this, like, then, then just drop the class. Like, you don't yeah. want to do it. Copy editing you here. fucking sucks, though. Yeah, it does. <laughs> that's, that's a cop- fun, fun as, side a previous, as a previous copy editor. Yeah, fuck that shit. Horrible. Oh, fun side comment on that, Professor. He spent a good amount of time copy editing exclusively for cat murder mystery novels it was a whole sub genre <laughs> in which they were murder mysteries but a cat was either the perpetrator or the victim or a witness i'm sure this person is a fine fellow yeah. how was that, not that is a, ever that is a no that is a sexual perversion there is no doubt in my he mind. had to be there what do you what is what do you do no okay, i no, think no 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 he was for not all cons- of you- he was stop it he was not conscripted stop to it. be no, a cat no, no, murderer no, no, no. copywriter no one at 19 years old went you your path cat murder copywriting this no is what he you're fa- meant to be <laughs> he found that and had a very visceral physical reaction sometimes you gotta work your way up the ladder if he was still on cat murder, I would, I would work, I would work, I could work. Oh, you know. So you're saying he hadn't made it yet? He was stuck at cat murder. He was stuck at cat murder. And then when Do he did have... good, they promoted him out of cat murder. Some to, bad, I some hope bad not manager. dog murder. Cat some, narcotics, probably. Some bad manager was what he got on his bad side, and the guy went, "You're gonna <laughs> stay in cat murder forever." He's like, "I'll show you, buddy." Yeah, this is your he's life. like a. You like pay your gym. dues in cat murder. You know, you know, Vunderkind. <laughs> he's like that's, a, how, that's how he described it. He's like the James Marsden in Twenty Seven Dresses of professors. Like, no, you're gonna stay there because you're good at this, and we're not gonna promote you to editor. Is, or sorry, is, he's just Twenty Seven Marsden. 
literally he's just James Marsden who has stayed in the same position in Hollywood for the past 25 years. But I'm sorry, Jorge, you said he, that's how he described it to you guys, that he was, that he was stuck there? That he spent a small period of time having to do only cat murder mystery novels. And, and, that, was, and that was forced upon him. I, that, that was the implication. That, that he, was lied. The he, he lied. <laughs> he lied. He lied. So you think Sweet he was. Boy. No, no. But let's, let's paint the opposite picture. I think he, many... James Corden murder, murders people, dude. He has a double life. All right, let's dig, into, let's dig into this then. You, you clearly want to talk about this one. You've, you, you've chosen this platform to select your time to talk about how James Corden <laughs> is a serial killer. I'm just asking questions out here. Yeah. Uh, no, one's trying to cast, no one's trying to cast aspersions like James Corden keeps human fingernails inside of his quaff or anything like that. No one is claiming anything like that. <laughs> or that James Corden licks women's hair when he crosses the street. You know, but what, what, what is your point? What, what do you, why do you think that he murders people? He does a show and oh, that's it now let's let's he, remember what i said yes what did you say to, to I did look, not look forward look forward and talk into the, oh, mic, yes. into the mic yeah he, he does that's a fine. show there you go it's making me blood red mad but that's fine where he puts himself against actors singing and rapping just to beat them every time <laughs> okay okay this man thinks he's Jesus Christ oh. of the entertainment <laughs> oh, world. God. And he, the, he, he goes, he sits, he goes in a car that is not driving, sits next to Mariah Carey and screams her songs at her. Like almost into her face. <laughs> Here's the thing. I have zero doubt that given the chance, Taylor wouldn't do the exact same show. <laughs> I think Taylor Jarrell murders people. Uh, yeah, I was going to say. I feel very confident. His body count this. is just as high as James Corden. Or, or, if he, or if he doesn't, it's because there's a latent urge that he has conquered. Because he did not get to be the baker on Broadway and have yeah. his entire world exploded into to, to idolism. No, I, did, uh, I didn't get into Juilliard. Um, so I forced a lot of things down. My entire oh. previous personality. Oh. The oh, Juilliard no. edition is the only thing I'm sure keeping 16 or 17 people alive on these. Well, let's, let's all do a round of applause for Taylor <laughs> Jarrell beating his urge to kill people. Like, yeah. that's, that's pretty good. This yeah. is where, this is where Brian puts in the audio clip, right? Of the round of applause. Oh, I was nope, going to say that's, of, that's, of the murder. That was yes. it, dude. You get, you get us softly clapping. That's, that's all <laughs> that Taylor clap. earned. The, you didn't Don't get you guys Juilliard. have a, don't you guys have a Patreon? You can't. Absolutely not. We don't. Oh my god. So I, I keep I keep saying no to Patreon because I don't want to take people's money unless we have something special to give them, dude. I'm 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 for the people. I'm out here supporting the people. Chris, Chris true I Democrat. True Chris, Democrat. You don't understand. We're at the point we're so low in our self esteem that we don't even ask and get refused for money. We just don't even bother ask. We know no one's gonna pay for it. So we're like, why even bring it up? Brian, that's a really funny way to say we know better. Um, so um, people have said- I was trying to make Chris feel good, <laughs> Taylor. No, so let's get back on, if we can get a little bit back on to writing. writing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Chris, uh, you had told me before, and I want to know if this is still part of your process, that when you, when you write, there's a lot of furious workouts that happen, like while it's all happening. Oh, very American uh, Psycho of you. 
for for sure though my process was uh, very disturbing if you saw it out uh, no i think i'm i'm i think i'm a better writer now um i i i um um so one of the things yeah in in an effort to get out of my way i'm very much actually the opposite of you brian that i i i prefer as much stimulus as possible mm-hmm. so i like so like when i when i work when i'm when i'm sitting there going through uh fucking marketing strategy and analytics oh i'm i'm blasting music i have a tv show on i have a video game going on the side wow. just because okay. just because wow. uh, like i am not i i don't consider myself a particularly quick thinker and when i try to 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 really work on things consciously that usually the output's not very strong and it's the same with my writing um i'm when I when I go when I go through things like trying to be really purposeful and methodical, mm-hmm. I I am I get incredibly anxious and the output ends <laughs> up being being stifled because I'm always thinking like oh the the reason that you're not there is because you're an idiot yeah oh. the reason that this word's not coming to is because your brain's bad I um, we're in the um, same boat there still don't worry about that <laughs> and I, I, so so that that's where a lot of like that that really frenetic energy came from that that mm. that um that i think actually taylor were you did we am i completely making this up maybe i was completely delusional and drunk but did we have a writing <laughs> day together did we did no um you and i have never done a project together uh, this is not what, yet not yet i have this incredibly vivid memory of me in in my studio apartment in brooklyn and furiously writing while while I um, um the josh in that, oh. in that studio but what's the rest of the memory <laughs> so the memory is me so the so the studio is the massive like like a living room pretty much with my bed in the corner and the kitchen didn't have a barrier um uh, and i lived with one other two other people at one point um um lived with like these makeshift walls i have this incredibly vivid memory of me sitting in our little table in the kitchen furiously writing this one script that i that i've since finished um and and watching josh peck's red dawn oh wow and slamming cognac out of the bottle (laughs) okay and and taylor jarell being like is this how you do it all the time (laughs) and me being like yeah but if, I, I mean, suppose, if I had to guess if that was a real memory or not, I would say yes. It, Chris, it I want real. you to know that you're, I envy how vivid your inner life is. I was it, in tells a fugue. Me, it tells me one thing about you. <laughs> I was in a fugue state and I, <laughs> I need to go that, to a doctor right now. Yeah, well, it tells me that if you can make up memories for normal occurrences that way, that no wonder you've passed the polygraph when you've been brought in by the police because you have these false memories. Because you're a psychopath. You're a you believe. Psychopath. Are you, you trying didn't to kill that girl? Yeah, like you trying to turn the killer thing. We're we're back to the serial killer we're thing. Oh no! Everyone's to... getting a touch of it today. <laughs> Jorge, Chris has a podcast. No, if serial I'm, killers but... don't come up, then it doesn't count. There's no. Dude, way. are we about to blow up because we're talking about serial killers? Are you about to... <laughs> Your SEO is going to go through the exactly. fucking roof. Oh, yeah, dude. We gotta we gotta tag this one. Roof. Yeah, um, it's. If, no, Taylor, but, but, if, you ever, if you don't know, if you accuse Taylor of something, he will accuse you back of that same thing ten so quickly. Yeah, it's so crazy. crazy. <laughs> that is exactly what murderers do. That's, well, you're the communist. I ha- well, I have to say, it is. It makes you very suspicious Dude, every time. Yeah. It makes you so suspicious that I've been very surprised when you're not the perpetrator. And yeah, I'm I was not definitely. About the, I was I'm, kidding I'm, about the murder thing, and now I am not convinced. I realize. It is, 
for me, it's always been uh, whenever we play a game where there's an accusarial portion of it, that it's one of those things like, well, I know I'm not it. So the only reason that someone would ever suspect is me is because be they are you know, the thing that is supposed to be accused of right now. And that's bled into real life in a big way. Yeah, It fucks it up I because then a, we uh, I have all a question think that for it's you guys. Go I have a it. question for you guys. Go for it. Is this the typical uh, 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 tempo of the podcast, or is is any of this stuff usable? This is exactly how. It this goes. is exactly how it goes. Okay, almost, I just want to make sure. If, if anything, we're moving oh, yeah. at a pretty good clip over here. I was gonna say, like, you asked that. I'm like, no, this, this is like a fun podcast. This we're is like, like no, a, no, I mean, super hard. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the jumping and thought, but it's good to know that this Dude. is all usable Dude. and it's right on brand. That's well, fantastic. Speaks, I mean, we can. Speaking of the writing process for our mm -hmm. for our podcast, we do normally prepare a little bit like we have a, a few major points that we want to cover throughout the episode and we're you know we're not we're not a big knowledge podcast we're comedy podcasts for the most part so we yeah. we, we they're anchor points on which to go off as far as you want talking about whatever dumb shit that you want i love that i'm, I'm, I'm on your i'm on your ship i'm riding your your waves guys well it's Absolutely. funny because some, some people <laughs> Chris, say i don't want to imagine you writing me but that's just you know me i mean but you're doing it i had, so. I had a few state say. about that too taylor so. <laughs> chris and his fugue states what well it's funny because people have said to us like the well process they... it's about the process <laughs> I do a fugue he's, still, state he's, my he's, process. he's gyrating by the way it's the only way i can describe it uh people have said they want to hear more of the information that we have because we do happen to know a good amount about a good number of a things of topics <laughs> yeah um so they say we want more of that but then when we do that, half the other people are saying like, well, no, that was too much information. We just want you to fuck around. And so we fuck around. And then the first half is like, no, 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 no. It's an impossible situation. It's yeah. Impossible. There's, no, there's, no, there's no appeasing the mess. You're tearing me apart. But so if we want it, but so, so to finish the writing process thing. Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> um, no, but, but uh, I, I think I've actually become a, a way better writer. Than that, that, um, one thing that I've started to do is, is um, collaborate in person with people. Cool. Which is like really, okay. Yeah, a super super easy way to to get immediately grounded. Um, um, and the 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 second is just to like really, really listen. All all process, in my opinion, is a crutch. It, it's oh. it's a it's a way of of giving ourselves repeatable tricks and cheats to to get out of our own way. And hopefully, at the end of the day, you end up with some stuff that you can use and edit from there. If we were all these like totally free, loose human beings who could just follow our whims and go into our imagination willy nilly and just pick something out, we wouldn't need any process because you could just stop in the middle of the street, spew out do some it. gold. Um, right. Yeah. Um, um, but but I but I mean, so so I, I try to be to really really over discipline it, really over structure it. So I'll do like fifteen twenty minutes of automatic writing. Um, followed by just read and I'll give myself a set number of pages that I, I have to read this many pages before I go back. Mm -hmm. And it's, and if I, I try to choose um, books that are, that are in a, a similar vein is what I'm trying to write either thematically or genre, if it's a genre thing. Mm -hmm. um, um, so like right now I'm writing a book about, about um, I'm writing a book, I'm writing a play about, about a disaster that happens in New York city. A yeah. Man-made man disaster. Um, Sick. That it, and and so I'm reading like 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 uh, White Noise by Delillo. Taylor's giving me the vamp 
motion now, so I gotta, I gotta listen to the director. Director, no, we gotta keep the, the quality of the production he's just up. I think he's just, moving, he's just moving around. Just you can keep going. Move it along. Move it along. You, Chris, Chris, you, you effectively just stopped in the middle of a play turned directly to your stage manager, went back to the audience and said, the stage manager is telling me to move faster. One, no, it's one it's very that. disconcerting. A, oh, please. Wait, a, one, of my, one of my favorite, one of my, so, so I, I had the, the, <laughs> like, um, the, the best learning experience probably of my life working for a guy, Richard Foreman in college. He's a, okay. he's a they call him the godfather of New York avant-garde. He's a playwright and a, and a director. Phenomenal stuff. Very, very out there. Weird shit. Um, but I loved it. I, I connected with the like the shit immediately because it's just he does a purely like um, ecstatic process where he he um, every morning at seven a.m. will wake up, meditate on his on his chaise lounge, and and just just automatic right, just free association. Oh wow! Um, 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 and he's this like he's this encyclopedic mind reader of tens and tens of thousands of books um big philosopher guy so he'll just free free associate right for like 50 pages at a time and then never look at it and then do that every day for like do that every day for like a month and come back with like like 300 pages and just take them and throw out pages re reconfigure pages literally cut them apart and paste them on other pages and then at the end of it come with a play um jesus but but he's he's like so so getting directed by him and it's very it's a it's 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 um actually a fairly similar process directing like he'll just he'll he'll direct the whole play in one day come back the next day and watch it and he'll go who the fuck told you to do that and we'll be like you richard you and he goes that's the stupidest thing i've ever seen but if you did that at the end of the play, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, great, perfect. So there's no, there's no rules. Um, but Chris, uh, I'm not going to lie. He, this man sounds exhausting. Yeah. It, it sounds, it sounds horrible to work. It's, with. it is, it's. So it's a, it's a learning experience for sure, right? Because you got to be nimble, and it's, and 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 if we ever do an acting one, that's that you could do a whole episode on acting technique of acting for Richard Foreman's plays. Um, <laughs> that's amazing. I love because that. you're you're testing all of it, right? Because he'll just hit, and and the exact reason is he he in the the seventies um, was married to a a um, oh we're not supposed to use last names, are we? That's okay. Well, that's a, that's, a, that's a public figure. I, I, that's a public figure. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, don't use his. Yeah. I'm not going to use his wife's name. That's what I was going <laughs> to yeah. say. Don't he was directing his wife, he was yeah, directing right. his wife in a play. Um, and, and then they got they were divorced. In, they were in production very <laughs> shortly, in short order after this. They were in production and they go up and about 15 minutes in, he calls from the house. He goes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. We're going to stop. I'm going to talk to the actors and we're going to start again because this is not the play that I wrote. Oh God! What a jackass! Oh <laughs> my God! It's, it's horrible. It's a, but, I, uh, but apparently, it's, so they 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 did it. He started. He restarted the yeah. play again, and it was when um, uh, a New York Times critic was in, and the guy oh. went the second play. One of the best plays I've ever seen in my life. Oh, <laughs> oh my damn, damn it! Damn it! He could also blow it out his ass. Jesus Christ! But it's fantastic. <laughs> like like that's you want you want to talk about someone who's who's free with that shit. Who doesn't process be damned? Performance be damned. There's no ego involved. He's just sounds like, like well, it sounds like it sounds like there's a lot of process and a lot of ego. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, 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 I think I think I think he's he's a dude who's who's 
real in touch with his ecstatic uh, um, side. And yeah, I've heard and, that no. excuse before. <laughs> no, I mean I'm I'm with it when or he murders people, James Corden style. You never does. know, <laughs> James <laughs> Corden style. Like he's got he's a bottle of <laughs> urine that he extracted from every victim in his bathroom, James Corden. What? Style. No. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know, if that was something that he did, uh, I I can respect the the eccentric types, and I I think that is absolutely a valid way to to create art. And I'm sure he's very good. I, all I'm saying is I want nothing to do with that. Yeah, I want to be a million miles away from that type of situation. That's I, fair. That's I don't fair. I don't I, have, I did not get paid for these plays. That's, so that's what I don't, shock. <laughs> thing, I don't I don't have the mental health to deal with that type of situation. So I'm not that's going fair. there, dude. I would have the mental health if I was getting paid for them. If I wasn't, if I was though, I paid, would have to leave. Yeah, it like, would have it would be enough. It would have to be good enough to live off of. Oh, yeah. If, no, if I, mean, I can live off the money, then I'm pretty good at most things, you know. I'm so American. you decided to be a writer. Yes, well, you no. decided to be a writer. No, I decided to be a software developer who there works in artificial okay. intelligence, who does okay. a hobby of writing. Yeah, <laughs> and gets to work from home and do whatever the fuck he wants. And now <laughs> I get to write. Okay, yeah. so what about yeah. the other 66%? What drew you guys to to your your professions of... of uh, like, which are very similar to mine of, of zero upside and lots of grinding work. <laughs> well, Chris, I'm unemployed right now. No, so, that's um, zero upside and lots of grinding work. I would agree. COVID, COVID-19 brought me to my current profession. Um, but I guess like the reason that I chose the academic path that I chose yeah. uh, back in the day is I wanted to be a professor. Like I thought that, like I, I enjoyed teaching mm-hmm. uh, and I'm, I'm pretty good at it. And I, I like the subject that I've taught people before at an undergraduate and secondary level. Mm-hmm. And then I was in academia and there's nothing that quite so dissuades someone from wanting to be in academia than what? being in academia. Oh, no. so I decided at the end of my graduate degree, like, Oh no. Yeah, I'm done. I'm hundred percent done with this. So yeah. I'm going to find a job that makes me money and I can have a life. I, I, yeah, I, to- I told my counselor, uh, counselor, they call them counselors, whatever they call them. Sure. Advisor. Advisor. Um, advisor. Advisor. I told my advisor. Um, that I was like, you know, I'm going to do the uh, PhD track. And this is a woman, incredible woman. Uh, another, I think she's about to be a public figure if she's not already, but her name is Billy Gastic. So I recommend all of you, anyone listening who likes, mm. who likes uh, like um, um, really analytical and humanistic um, uh, research into particularly education and writing. She is the shit. Do you like um, Shel Silverstein? Very Shel Silverstein. <laughs> <laughs> very incredibly shell silverstein i'm working, I'm working with, with what i got over here <laughs> <laughs> but she she's she's this woman she she went to uh she she grew up uh, a young queer latina girl in the bronx in the mm. in the 80s uh which which i don't know if, if any of you have been a young queer person in that the was 80s. just that was easy street right yeah <laughs> that was easy street that was just <laughs> so <laughs> she 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 tested out she tested to to the guardia high school which is a a, a, a pretty uh, premier high school in new york city okay and then and then at like 17 went to 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 yale on a uh, yeah am i doing this right no stanford i think first now you're doing it right stanford then did yale for her for her master's in ed the and then did harvard in between there oh, at damn. some point <laughs> she's got like three doctorates she's she's brilliant she's now one of the one of the faculty leaders at nyu and i was telling her i, I think i really like to like like I, it sounds like it'd be really nice to have degrees like that and to like be such an expert she went 
Yeah, it's a lot of school, Chris. <laughs> I like this lady a lot now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went, but you did it. She went, I did. I did, didn't I? <laughs> I like this lady a whole lot. <laughs> and I went, oh, okay. And in the process of reevaluating. Um, also a phenomenal writer herself too for in terms of in terms of the intersection between creative and research and and oh yeah she's unbelievable Um, i I mean i will say psychologically speaking when you go through a big ordeal like going through all of graduate school you you feel a very strong pressure to have to validate that in your own mind so i i I have a lot of respect for people who are willing to admit that like the that whole situation is not for everybody you know yeah it's not necessarily the best thing to do some people love it. My sister's doing, finishing up her, her bachelor's now, her, her, her second uh, bachelor's. She, she went back to school after being a chef. Um, I just oh, turned away from the microphone again uh, for, for like 10 years. Now she's doing physics. And she just oh. fucking, she just fucking loves it. She wants to be in school forever. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she's, she's crushing it. But like, she, she literally, she's, she's, she's going she's gonna to be excited to be like a, a 40-year-old student who's learning. Like, she's doing... At this point, I think she's gonna be studying like quasars and shit. Right. Oh, but I think I think that's dope. It's just you have to decide that you're doing it because you like it. You know, it's just yes. a physical. It's just a physical. Like it, it, it. In the same way as 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 I'm sure the rush that your professor got from reading cats being murdered. It's a physical response. <laughs> to, or cats sometimes being the perpetrator of the murders as well. Well, sometimes they were only the witness. Is what oh, I was of course. Thinking. That's even more highly erotic. Are you kidding? I know. Voyeurism. Voyeurism at its purest form. They just purest, sit yeah. there and watch. They, they, Fly ever... on the wall, cat on the bed, you know, it's the yeah. same thing. Oh my God. The, the, um, the eroticism. Well, you were going to say the eroticism. Okay, so on the topic of writing, unless anybody has any one last thing I want to put out there. Oh shit. Okay, wow. We're, okay. <laughs> we're there. We're Is this there. The end of the- <laughs> <laughs> or whether it is or it isn't, Jorge is saying that it is. So we're, <laughs> we're talking about cat murder erotic voyeurism. I think I think we reached it, dude. Um, so on the topic of writing, again, part two, two dose. Uh, are we friends? One hundred percent. I was gonna say I'm. I'm gonna say yes, uh, just because of how fascinated I was by both the insanity and the like legitimate things that everybody does to get two actual words on a page chris yeah i i think not only are we all friends i think we are all writers and that's that there's there i I think there is a bar i think there is a bar and and we are we we might even become writing friends oh what do you i I just want to say this is before chris has has read any of my work so if you just hear me crying the entire uh episode next week you'll know that Chris read my work and gave me feedback on it. So in case you're wondering, <laughs> Brian also has anxiety problems. No, I don't know. know what you're talking about. <laughs> but what do you think, Jorge? Oh, oh yeah, I guess it's me. Um, yes, yes, definitely. Fuck yeah, dude. So we're going think- to pull Chris into our, our writing group as well, I feel like. He's not going <laughs> to have escape, this. dude. I love this. I am not, I've been told as a director and a, a critic that I am not very nice. I've been told I am fair. But no. I'm I'm a big proponent of kill your babies, and sometimes it goes to kill others' babies too. Oh, just, just because kill the ba- all babies. Because because um, 
very much in in the mindset of James Corden. Oh, the ba- sometimes, sometimes the babies have to die in order for something brighter and more unique to come about. Uh, you know, a better future. It, we call it a baptism. I love baptism. that. I love that. And if anybody, says, yeah, I would like to point out, he said we call it. We, yeah. Like, no, we're calling it baptism. I was in, he, it was, he along with Mr. Corden. Oh, I see yeah. what you're saying. I see what you're doing now. So we're going to move right past that to our next segment. Uh, Jorge, I think I think uh, you might just have you a said you had whoopsie doodle little moment. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Chris, in case you're wondering for the pause, it's because we do a, there's a theme song there. Let's hear it. No, it's you'll hear it later. Oh, it's playing right now. Well, no, it's it, it, we it put gets, it in it gets post. spliced in. So you can put the theme song in post, but all my my claps and my glass breaking is just way out of your budget. 100%. Correct. And now because of Absolutely. the things you're saying, this is probably also going to make it into the this episode. All no. in. We're going to cut all it in now. Thanks. Oh, buddy. Hey, uh, what, uh, what's the story, what buddy? What happened? Oh, okay. So, so, all right. So there's, I mean, we know there's a toilet paper shortage, right? This, yes. This really has nothing to do with that. Um, but I was, oh, I was using said toilet paper, right? And uh, I it so it ripped when I was when I was using the toilet paper, and I did I did both poke my butt and some poop. I just, <laughs> it's, it's I, is this something of note? This is you, I was sometimes say. you get sometimes as the as the as the immortal Tracy Jordan put it. Sometimes you get shit on your hand. <laughs> Tracy Jordan's, I don't know if you know this, he's a multimillionaire. He's a well, I want to backpedal a little bit then. Man. How often do you get poop on your hands, Chris? Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, occasionally. Like, is that... like the venerable Mr. Jordan. So, no, no, no. Sometimes. Let's, let's drop in for a second. So once a let's... month? Once a week? I'm not going to entertain these games. I'm not going to entertain Hey, look, this is currently the whoopsie doodle whittle moment. Yeah. Segment of our show in, in which we say embarrassing things we did. So how... Often would you, Chris, say that you get poop on your hands? You want to know the velocity in in poop per day? I wasn't asking velocity. That's a my pretty hand, aggressive my, question. No, no, no. Yeah. Just taking just taking poop over time, poop on hands over time. I'm saying have yes. frequency. You have yes. a velocity there. You have a vector. Whatever, yeah. dude. If you need to do math, it's no. too much. I'm yeah. Chris, this <laughs> is a classic. Much. This is a classic equation. It's F equals M A M over A, right? Like feces over mass over attraction. Like just give us a number. That's I hate the word attraction in there so yeah, much. I, we, just, we just need a, We just need a number. I hate it so much. Yeah. Well, well to bring it back to literature, forty-two. How dare you? Make of that what you will. Make of that what you will. I know. I know, know I, I, made. We know what you made. Boo. This is being recorded and streamed to the world, and I know I have now. I think seven times have said James Corden murders people. I also just um, want you to know you did say that James Corden murders people. Correct. Several times for sure. <laughs> but I will. I am not going to talk about the amount of times this month that I have gotten poop on my hands six times. Some things are <laughs> some things are sacred. And if you want to find out about those things, you can always visit our website at r-we-friends.com. Dot com. Any of our, dot com. Dot com. 
any of our other fecal fantasies on our Twitter <laughs> or Instagram, both of which are at underscore are we friends, all one word. A Gimlet uh, production. A Gimlet <laughs> production. I wish I, we were produced. <laughs> I have been your nic- nicotine-filled, James Corden-hating co-host Taylor. I'm your anxiety-addled cat, Brian. We've been happy to have Chris. I am your poet laureate. No real problem with James Corden. Just want the truth to be out. Alvarico. <laughs> and I'm still just for it. And we will talk to you next week. And that's a no show. Friend.